Hello and welcome to the Unknown Unknown. I'm your host, Tiffany Hopkins, and I come to you today with a very special interview. This was originally recorded May 1st of 2020, so it's a long time coming. Nobody knows why, but this thing just wanted to live in I'm not quite finished mode for a very long time. But that time is over. And here it is for you. My interview with Stargazer Lee. Get ready for some revolution, my friends. I think we'll start where we usually start. Stargazer Lee, tell me a little bit about where you're at and how you got there. Hmm. Well, this is an intriguing question that could be answered many ways. So I could tell the story of I just recently moved to Nevada City, California, having lived along the coast all up and down California for my whole life. And, um, and there is an interesting story of how I got to this um, spot, which maybe I'll tell in a moment, but my inclination to say kind of where I am in the world would be to say here is that wherever I am, I'm to really be here. And to me, it's also goes a lot beyond the world, but really like I'm here on earth in the universe is really where I am. And, and the story of how I got here is probably all of our conversation today, right? But how I got here more than anything is by choosing to get here, by choosing to actually come in and inhabit my body and be present in this moment and learn how to relax into being the universe showing up as me mm-hmm. here in the universe and in conversation with the universe. So, so, so this is the true story. And, um, but the, even the specifics story um, is kind of cool because I had lived in Sebastopol, California for the last 20 years. And um, just recently, just a few months ago, three, four months ago, I guess, maybe five now, um, the house I had been living in sold. And they were like, 60 days, you got to move. And, and I was like, wow, okay. And there were, you know, very few places for rent around where I lived, very expensive. And I really, it was like this ongoing process of like, I'm not gonna go into like managing this and fear. And I was just like, wow, okay. It's like, so I was like, okay, first off plan B, I'll put everything in storage and just go to Hawaii for a couple of months, you know? So I was like, to just remind myself, like, I'm okay, you know, so that I could really be here. And so during that time, I had a dream and I'm not a big dream person, actually. I very rarely have had dreams, but the last year I've had a couple few that were really powerful. And I won't say the whole dream, but in part of this dream, I get like came into um, like into the lobby of a movie theater, like with some friends just having seen a movie. And you know how there's like the movie posters, you know, for the other movies that are there. And so I see one of those and I walk up to it and I put my hand on it and I move through it. And suddenly I'm in the lobby of another movie theater. 
And there were all these posters on, this was a little bit more darkened. It wasn't like the regular mall kind, you know, that we're used to. And there'd even be people like kind of gathered around. And I realized like each movie poster was like a learning opportunity that people could choose. So I went up to one and put my hand on it. And then I was like in this little room and it was really quiet and dark and just a few people. And we were kind of like you know, moving around. And, and, and then I went, you know, into another one that was this big room and said on and on. So again, I won't go into the whole, um, the whole dream, but, but it just, it really showed and taught me something. And um, so I actually, I teach a course um, each January called um, um, inviting because I, just the last couple of years, but but it feels like it will be an ongoing thing because I realize like we're so like setting my intentions and I need to boss around the universe. And it's all like this whole cultural thing of like be the overseer, make it happen, control, manipulate. And and what I've really come to, you know, is really everything is about being in conversation with the universe. And, and to me, it's like, what is the universe inviting me into is a much better source of guidance. And it's not about like this thing I want to happen or that thing that I want to happen, but it's about like, how do I really listen and pay attention to the challenges and what's in flow and, and like, what are these what are what are the things on a really deep level that's that's bringing me more here and teaching me how to be the universe showing up as this human being and um and so for this year one of my invitations that came out of that dream that i articulated was swimmingly strength dancing new realities <laughs> and just that sense of like put my hand on a poster and move into a reality so back to my housing search, right? So, you know, I'm checking Zillow and, you know, now I'm a month in and I have 30 days where I have to literally be out of this house. And um, so now I'm checking Zillow, you know, every couple hours because, you know, you know how to jump on it. <coughs> and so one day my apprentice comes over and I was, you know, checking Zillow and she said, what about Nevada City Grass Valley? And I said, okay. And I just like went into Zillow, Nevada City, Grass Valley. And it was like, there was my house. I knew it. I knew I'd get it. I had gone from zero thought of moving out of the area that I had been for 20 years. And it was just like the dream. I literally put my hand on the movie poster of this house. And now I am actually conversing with you from this house. <laughs> And to me, this is, is like, and, and, and so many realizations of how like, wow, in a way, Grass Valley had always been in the back of my mind. And I'd literally never even been here until like a couple years ago when I was on my way back from that epic August total solar eclipse. Mm -hmm. And I came over the pass just after sunrise and I was like, oh, look, there's a road to the right to Nevada City, Grass Valley. And I went, you know, and so literally I had driven through here once, you know, and pulled up across the street from a restaurant. People I knew pulled in behind me and I was part in front of their shop, you know? So it's like, it's playing a larger game. You know, we tend to be, have such a narrow experience of now 
mm-hmm. and here. And it's like, when I look at my now, the last couple of weeks, I've just been realizing, oh my God, this is my dream house. Like from when I was in my twenties to live in kind of the foothillsy mountains, wood, stone, glass house. It just feels like a whole another life that I'm embarking upon and, and just deeper layers of being here that came because I was open to what the universe was inviting rather than trying to pin everything down to have some sense of stability or security. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I think what made me totally hooked on your podcast was when you first started or when I first heard you say all this intention is actually a control thing. And I was like, Whoa, everybody always talks about what a good thing it is to have an intention. And you're, I mean, it just totally blew my mind and made perfect sense to me. And when this year is when I started first hearing from you about inviting and just seeing what is I'm being invited to do. And it's just, changed everything for me. Mm. And I've eased into things that I really felt I didn't want to do at first. And then I was like, this is really what I'm being invited to do. So why not try it? And it's just so much more comfortable. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it for years and everybody just thinks like, oh, you need to to know what you want and then intend it and then make it happen. And I just I began to realize on a deeper and deeper level that it's it's war. It's a strategic campaign to get what we want. It's so what our culture has taught us. And so it looks like a more, you know, new ageified, you know, version, but it's still operating out of that place and is tinged by that in us that we're somehow like entitled to, and we just have to like go and get and take, and that it's all about what we want and that we have to figure that out, which that in and of itself, it's like, Everybody's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm unhappy with my life. And I have to figure out what my next thing to do is. And then I have to make it happen and all this effort. And it takes so much effort. And it's so like our shopping list, like this is what I want in a partner. And it's so we're shopping. It's like, um, you don't meet my shopping criteria. Like it, there's so many deep implications for this way. But to me, it's a strategic campaign. Like it is a war model. It's a war on everything model. And it keeps us separate and miserable. And then the minute you don't have that, you need, you know, like even if you get something, then you need another thing. Right. Because we use it to drive ourselves. And, you know, I always think of it as, you know, you hear people say, like, put in your order to the universe, you know, and it's kind of like, to me, again, this is just my opinion on all this, but this is my opinion. And uh, it's like, like, we're treating the universe like a short order cook, you know, like, like, hey, bring me what I want, you know, which is usually the usual, right? It's just like, give me, <laughs> give me the usual, like, because our own imagination so stunted, right. right, by living in this culture, it's like what we could come up with. And I always just feel like the universe is like, all right, like, if you insist, I had something way more amazing in mind, 
This is how I feel. And so, and the, and the re the really key distinction to me, you know, and like instead of intentions, invitations, and, and you spoke to it well, which is rare, honestly, um, which is really, it's not about like, oh, I'm inviting this, which is just code for my intentions. It's really like, what is the universe inviting? And I think that, you know, as you said, like this way, it's not always comfortable, um, but it actually teaches us another way of being. Um, to me, I think of it as being in conversation with the universe or with life and what's unfolding. And, and as we begin to participate in this conversation, there is like a real comfort and or a real flow and or a real enlivenment and a real challenge and ah, you know but it just feels like it's such a different way of being and I think it also changes our time sets mm-hmm. you no know, it's not like I want it and I want it on my schedule and da, da 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 and even just our relationship with time as the unfolding flow And it's like, even when I look at like me living in this house, there's ways that there are threads from all of my life to my teens and twenties and thirties and forties and fifties, you know, it's like all coalescing into this. And it's like, I've been coming home to here for a long, long time on many levels in my being, But always, you know, there's like, well, something more to learn, something more to learn, something more to learn. And it's like, and now I'm ready to be the person who lives here and has the learning from living here. I love it. It's, um, there's so many levels to how this kind of changes everything in life. Um, And Something that's so interesting is when you kind of give the universe a little bit of permission, you know, to give you some ideas and, you know, let, let it take the reins, if you will, um, or give the reins back since we never really had them in the first place. But um, you, there's still this like process of sort of, getting out of our own way in it. I find these layers are so engulfing and it's like this, I'm constantly trying to like get out from under all of my ways of making sure I have control over, over things that um, it's, as you're talking, I'm thinking that this, the concept behind the podcast of unknown unknown and the concept that I am doing this to, explore which is prophecy or um imagining the future and my own uh redefinition is really just inviting it in and seeing what's out there and Mm. kind of letting that letting something else give you an idea Mm. um i am really curious how you think about that word and how you invite you know, the universe in, do you have an actual process? Do you, how do you figure out what it's saying and what it's inviting you to do? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, to me, it's more of a conversation. And so, because I think even, um, 
Yeah. Like even you were talking about like the reins and stuff, which still, it doesn't matter who has the reins. It's still about controlling the ride. You know what I mean? And uh, I think of it as more of a dance Mm -hmm. and letting the universe lead, you know, and it doesn't mean we're not dancing. Right. But you've probably seen it. And I know I've seen it a lot. Like we're, we're not adept at, at being a good follow. You know, and really like giving ourselves to the dance where we are bringing ourselves and we're moving, but we're, but we're moving to like the song of life that's happening, you know? And so to me, you know, in order to really have a conversation, we have to be here, you know, and again, with how we're taught to interact, it's all about like presenting, trying to get what we want, you know, waiting our turn, you know, thinking of what we're going to say. It's like, I don't really think that we're actually taught how to converse. And so to me, it's not even about like, you know, like getting invitations, you know, or anything like that. It's like, you know, I did learn, um, it's like to what I call it, like sing a welcoming song. It's like to actually be here, like welcoming, like rather than just like letting the universe like make some suggestions and stuff. Like I'm like welcoming life and how life is here in all the ways Mm -hmm. as this stone, as this couch, as you, as me, as this computer, as the trees and the birds. And like, this is all life. And, um, And so to really be here, like open without expectations. And I'm not saying I'm like perfectly adept at this, but it's like, but the more that I do this, the more like this is all I need to do. And so I don't have a process like when I'm going to do my podcast, which, you know, for those who don't know, I, I make a calendar and it weaves in what I sometimes call like a modernized Mayan time cycles with astrology and what's happening in the sky. Um, but all of these are really just languages for having a conversation. And I use those, you know, not to like have an identity, but because life said here, I want to have a conversation with you using these languages. And I was like, okay. And so to me, prophecy is an interesting word because I, I definitely don't think of what I do, you know, with this word. Um, but, you know, I mean, prophecy is basically like foretelling, right. Um, and, And, you know, and I always really say like around my work, like I don't, it's not like predictions. Like I don't predict like this is what will happen. But what I, but I am foretelling in the sense of that using the language of astrology and the calendar and and of what's to come in the sky. It's like I have a conversation with what's to come. And so this is how I prepare, you know, is I, I look at the charts and I look at the, the images and the stories and then I converse with them until I grok them, you know, it's like until I'm like just getting to know, like, what are you seeing each of you? And it helps to have a few languages, I find, because each one will kind of point to, you know, different side of the whole in a way. And so I was like, oh, so it's like this theme. So I'm really looking for like themes Mm -hmm. 
you know, or to me, I think of it as like an energetic weather forecast, you know, it's like the themes, it's like, oh, it's likely to be, you know, have to do right now, like with, you know, like our hands and like what we're accomplishing, but now there's all this Taurus energy too. And so it's like, like the pleasures of embodiment and the senses and can we really be here and embodied and want this and enjoy this and learn to make and do and shape and touch from this place in our beings. And so it's like, I didn't start out a storyteller, if you will. And I don't tell a story like this is the story, you know, and, and, but I'm more speaking the story is how it feels. And I can speak the story. I don't consider it the future or the past. I consider it what I call it. It's like an expanded experience of now. Mm. And so just like my now includes all of the things that even as I say them are flooding into me of how I've been on my way to this home my whole life. And as I tell the story, I was just telling it to somebody yesterday. And I was like, right, my first experience of the natural world. And, and I was like, and they had their like, you know, fireplace wall of rock. They had a fireplace wall of rock. Like that's just like reverberating in me now. And so it's not the past to me. It's like, it's all now and it's all here. And so the same thing with what's to come, like I can feel the tendrils is how I kind of experience it. Like I could feel what's to come and the energy of it. And, um, you know, and some, you know, further distant and, but a lot of it, you know, just in kind of the more, you know, in the few weeks to come, um, but definitely in the year to come and even a little bit of just the broadest themes in the next few years. And to me, these are all a part of my now. They're all layers of my now. And so I'm just always seeing like, oh, I see like this, this energetic theme and these weave together. And, and so right now, you know, we're in a, we're in a crumbling of a world and a way of being the intentional strategic campaign on everything, you know, and, and it's up and this theme is happening. And, and I called it, a lot of people were like that, that was really the first time I think it was moon nine audio. Um, and, uh, and I just t- started talking about like, what's real, like, we're just going to be really soon, you know, that's going to be the theme is like, what's real and what we thought was real and so solid is going to start to crumble and dissolve. And so people were like, it was prophetic. And I was like, well, I didn't say like how it was going to happen or what, but I knew that that's the theme um, that was emerging. And, you know, again, with astrology and calendar things. And so I look also at the timing of different shifts you know, both when the theme's present and then when the, you know, bigger moments of shift happen. And, um, and to me, it's really useful because then when the moment comes, instead of being like, what the hell is going on and reactively trying to maintain my former reality, it helps me move with what's moving again to like dance with the universe as my dance partner and the music. And so this is how it comes to me. It's more music. And so when it's like beautiful and eloquent, 
and so clear and I can feel it in my whole being and the realness of it now and how now is the the move into this move I can't go like there's this move in the dance and then there's the next move it's like all the dance right but I can feel where the move is moving me and so then this is what I speak and so it's really um being danced reading, listening to the story, and then learning to how to speak it. Wow, I absolutely love the the music metaphor or, or understanding because you have to be able to listen and right? intertwine and oh, it's just, it's Perfect. Right. And be moved by. And then there's so many like, oh, the strings are doing this and the horns are doing this. And because it's not just like one thing, there's many layers. Right. And but we're not one thing either. Like we're so multidimensional and layered. And then the more that we develop our capacity to listen, the more there is to hear. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like Brian Eno at all? It's been a long time, but yes. So he has, for the last, for a while, I think, had this organization. I think it's called the Big Here and the Long Now. Mm. And um, it's reminding me a lot of this, especially when you bring the music in and his music is so, you know, atmospheric in so many ways. Um, Mm -hmm. And he, he built this. 10,000 or somebody in the organization built this 10,000 year clock or something. And it's actually in San Francisco. Um, mm. You'll see it. It's in a bar of all places, but <laughs> um, it's just that, that feeling. I love the reminder of, of the connection in place and in time. And, and I always, that's how I, I didn't know you were, well, you're not intentionally doing it, but I didn't know, you felt that as well. When I listen to your podcast, that's what it gives me is it's like, I now, it's not that I have control or some certainty about what's going to happen. It's like all of a sudden I feel connected to what's, what Mm. came before and what's coming next. And it just Mm -hmm. gives me a, some space. Yeah. I think what you say is so important. It's really, it's about the connection with, you know, and I think we're so, we tend to be so disconnected, like all the things and ways that we're taught to be is so disconnected. And then we want connection, but then we try to make connection in ways that don't allow for connection. Right. And so this is what I'm speaking, you know, and and a lot of people have said, like, I don't even understand half of what you're saying, but I just love like how you say it, you know, and then some things will just come through, which is like how it is with music, right? We don't like hear all the nuances or whatever, maybe some people do, but, but there is a connection and really what I'm doing and what I've been taught to do just by doing this, basically, you know, is, is to speak the connection is to be in the connection and, and to begin to be able to speak from the connection, which offers up the experience of a taste of the connection. And it's a connection with all that is, right? So we're all like this connection is available to us always. Always. 
always. But in order for it to actually be experienced, we have to be here. We have to be like in our bodies here in the universe here on earth. The universe isn't out there somewhere. Like it's all through and through. And, and when we're actually here, the disconnection is dissolved, right? It's like, we're just, we can feel it. This is one of the ways I know that I'm here or in, as I call it, is like my whole like perceived structural persona is just not present. And I can feel life in the air, you know, and this is it. There's nothing else is needed, really. Yeah, it's like we're we're almost set up in a way that we don't we lose that connection to ourselves, and then we find all these things outside of ourselves to replace it, like like productivity and certainty and all these things that then they build this rigidity, and then we're like so stuck and right? uh, like oh god, I just need to connect, and I'll just do some stuff instead, and oh, it doesn't work. It's it's. Uh, it's a lot yeah and we have there's it takes so much energy a to suppress our natural aliveness Mm -hmm. at every moment and then b to maintain the structure and persona that we've created It, it you know it's designed to take our energy basically and um and you know this is a part of why this time you know this pandemic time i think is so amazing you know, challenging and all the things, but it's so amazing because it's like that, that sense of that, that's what was real and had to be maintained has been obliterated. Right. And so it's one of those levels of known that you like to talk about. It's like, it's like all of a sudden, like we know that we don't know, you know, and it's like, we've been living with the illusion that we know. Mm -hmm. Right. But now, but really, we don't know. We never know what's going to happen, right? (laughs) But now we know that we don't know what's going to happen. And this is very disconcerting for a lot of people. And, and, you know, I see, you know, a couple of branches, you know, of how people are dealing with this, which one is really trying to, you know, maintain, you know, some sense of certainty and, and we'll get back to normal and to prop up and to carry on. And, and, and really it's a few. And then a lot of people are just kind of wandering the mist going like, I don't even know, you know, and then, you know, there's another layer of, you know, people really learning to just, let it go and to, to see in a slow, deep, real way, like what happens when we just be. It's, uh, sometimes I feel like more comfortable than ever in this time. Mm. Like all of a sudden, all these things that I had inside of me are now reflected in my, in the world around me. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's kind of scary, but (laughs) it's kind of exciting. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think there are, you know, a fair number of folks who are like, I don't want to go back to how I was operating. And, you know, and this, you know, I had started to say earlier, it's like this year, like in all of the languages that I speak, you know, this is a year of of the crumbling of the structures that we used to live and um, next year is a year of stepping into the, the age of Aquarius and what's ours to do and how do we do it in a new way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and Aquarius has a lot to do with humanity, you know. And so I think a part of this is also like for us to get in touch with our own humanity enough that we have a shot at participating in changing how we and the world um, operate to one that actually engages with humanity as a, a focus and a priority, because that actually hasn't been, yeah, in this structure. And so, so to me, this this is a moment, and I mostly marvel at the brilliance of the unfolding of the universe. You know, of like. Oh, like, I, I didn't know how this would happen. I just knew that this would be happening. But this is happening on such a global level, that this is involving so much technological connection with each other, all very Aquarian um, themes. And so for us to begin to be seated in our own um, authority, right, and sovereignty and uh, in meeting the unknown, mm-hmm. right? In really meeting the unknown. And so I think to me, this is what our, our real work is. And what we're here to do is learn how to be human in conversation with life, not knowing what's going to happen and yet allowing our growing sense of whatever our growing sense is to guide us and to not try to use it to give ourselves security and like, now I'm going to work toward this, but to just like hold it lightly, you know, like even with this, you know, the inviting, um, you know, process, like I started, I don't know, within the year, like working on a book related because it just wanted to. And, but the amount of time I spent like actually sitting writing on the book versus not, you know, (laughs) it is like minuscule, but it's like, but it feels like it's the universe saying like, this is you working on the book. It doesn't look like you working on the book, but it's like, you're learning things. You're offering this class. You're living this. It's like, you're moving to a new place. It's like, these are all working on the book. And then the writing comes when the writing comes and that I end up having a book would just be a byproduct of a process, not the point. Mm. Yes. I, um, I randomly last year wrote a, a novel. I was in Nevada city and really struck by the gold rush, mm. <laughs> the history of it. And what I found having never written one and had, having not planned to write one, that it was just like that. I'd write for 10 minutes a day, maybe, but it was all about whatever happened that day, whatever came into my mind or, you know, and if, if nothing happened or like I hadn't paid attention 
to mm-hmm. the day at all, I'd have nothing to write about, even mm-hmm. if I wasn't thinking about the book itself. It was right. fascinating. Right. Right. It's this co-arising to me. It's like, it's all this like emergent unfolding quality and, and our capacity to allow this. Right. And, and then the next level is to welcome it and to converse with it. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to read it having just moved here to Nevada City. And I'm very aware it's like, oh, there are like veins of golden quartz underneath me. Like I feel them. Yes. Yeah. You can really feel it there. It was, I was, yeah, I was totally over, not overwhelmed, but like just felt Mm. it. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny as you're talking, I'm thinking about the importance of paying attention and then I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to say that. I don't want to pay my attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you use the word allow. And mm-hmm. and there's there's like this. I'm, I like want a new word for this. Uh-huh. Well, the word that I like to use uh-huh. is noticing. Yeah, there we go. Noticing. noticing. And I always pair it with acknowledging. Uh, right. Which feel because and that's your like unknown unknown you know it's like bringing into the known it's like noticing is like the beginning of knowing but then acknowledging is like the next layer of knowing and of of being in conversation like oh I notice that this is gold country like I'm and this is where I live like and I'm acknowledging this and oh then I want to learn more oh there's a hill over here and so I do some research and it's like and and then it becomes a conversation and then I was actually talking with a friend of mine yesterday and we were talking about noticing and acknowledging and then you know he was saying like there's another layer like and I can't remember the word he used but for me it's like right it's like oh he was saying it's kind of more like hands-on for him you know he's very physical. And I think for me, which is inclusive of that, it's like, like noticing and acknowledging basically leads to learning, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is like, it's like this continual learning. Like it's never like we get there and we learn all that we need to know about anything. Right. It's like layers and layers and layers, but like noticing, acknowledging, then it becomes the beginning of learning. Oh, because then this connects up with this, this connects up with this temporally with these other areas that I have awareness of. And so then this learning can come and which is a layered ongoing kind of a thing. Just, and then it moves. It's like, it moves into our bodies and into our hands and then let's move in the world. Yes. Wow. Right. Because otherwise it's like with this, like, like you said, paying attention, like what you pay attention to. Yeah. It's like, but it's even just when I say it, it feels very cut off. Right. You know, or like observing, like I hate, you know, or even witnessing, you know, it's really, it's a stance, you know, of separateness and like, there's like awareness is good, but, um, but to me, I like the noticing and acknowledging because it brings me into um, more of this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Where then learning can happen. And it's, Where the dance happens. It's the dance. It's still all the dance, right? It's like, oh, I'm noticing music. It's like... Right. And so it's like it's noticing, but then it's making it 
conscious in a way, you know, more conscious. Right. And um, yeah. And then it's like, Oh, and now I'm being moved in these ways. Oh, I'm learning these dance steps. So the, the things you're talking about that, that you're noticing and acknowledging what's coming in and mm. what is happening are kind of huge. They could be considered, you know, I don't want to use too scary of a word, but like terrifying, you know, these are just uh, big changes. I think mm. the word revolution um, was came up in your podcast and I was so happy to hear that because I feel something there and but it's a little scary to acknowledge that or to, you know to to be noticing it um you know what are the the things that are happening right now that that are that you can help remind us to notice or maybe you know, when you, the things you say in your podcast help give me a little space to say, yeah, I am feeling that. And, you know, that's okay. It, it maybe it's not just me and, and I can acknowledge it and I can kind of mm -hmm. see if I keep noticing it. What are some of the other kind of threads that are, that are out there that maybe we're noticing and haven't quite verbalized for ourselves? Mm. Mm. It's a good question. I mean, I think we, in a way, we've been talking about it the whole time. I mean, what what's coming to mind, which is what I go with, right? It's like what, when you say this, what's coming to mind, and so, and I just talked about it in the the podcast that I just posted yesterday. Um, you know, in in the calendar that that I uh, make, there's um, in last July we just entered a a new thirteen year journey that I, using this language, call a wizard journey. And so we're just in the first year of it. And um, to me, it's like, because I think the the scary part, like around the word revolution or whatever, is like that whole overthrow aspect, right? And, um, and Uranus, which is the ruler of Aquarius and the age of Aquarius, you know, is, you know, was kind of like discovered during the times of revolutions, you know? So it's, um, again, this thus you know, noticing and acknowledging this arrived, this must be a planet, you know, related to this. But, you know, to think about like revolving, like revolving doors, like this is about the turning, you know, it's about, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be like, look like socially, you know, or like physically, like, oh, it's a war revolution in this way. I mean, I think Aquarius and, and this Aquarius age is so unique. It's like, it will be a revolution unlike any other revolution that we've ever had or what we even think of as a revolution. But I do think that the revolution does involve the crumbling of a certain ways of being and the emergence of new ways of being and doing um, and new focus and new values. And, um, and so, you know, this, I mean, I, doesn't feel like there is kind of anything besides this going on right now on a certain level. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, and so it's more like I was saying, like, how do we meet it? You know, and like, can we welcome this? And can we notice like what we're ready, like what's no longer resonant, you know, and like shed it and, and let ourselves be liberated and let ourselves begin to be like, well, what does work here? 
you know, and how do we do this? And I think this is a revolutionary way to have a revolution. Mm -hmm. It's like, and, and kind of one of the issues with revolutions in the past, you know, that we've experienced is they're more kind of ideological and they're all kind of within the same frameworks of power, you know? And it's like, and exactly. And so it's like, you know, power corrupts and, you know, all that kind of thing, but it's like to have a revolutionary revolution, Mm-hmm. It's like, and we don't know what it looks like and we don't need to in advance. Yes. We need to participate in it. And we're participating in it when we're going like, holy shit, life as I've known it is over. Like who I thought I was and all the things and that's scary in some ways and great and a relief in others. And I don't know how to proceed. And, and for us to have the revolution of not proceeding in the way that we usually would is the revolution. And so this gets back to the, um, the wizard year and journey that we're in to me, like a wizard, you know, it's like shape shifts to meet the moment, mm-hmm. you know, and we've been taught like have an Instagram persona, you know, personal branding consistent because we're always supposed to be fucking selling. Right. And buying and presenting. And it's this presentational self that then, you know, we have to have like brand continuity and consistency and, you know, and so it's like creating a structure within which we live that's supposed to give us our thing, but it's manipulative of ourselves and others, right? And so that then when we change context, we have to change. I mean, well, like when we change context, it's like, it's almost like you have to kind of like shift gears or something, but then keep trying to like, be your consistent thing. Whereas I think like a wizard way, what's it's offering, you know, thematically, if you will, is to say like, what if like, we're just us as the universe living as us the whole time. And if we actually are here enough that we can trust ourselves to pay attention in the moment that we know that everything needed in the moment is present in the moment and that we trust ourselves in life and bring ourselves fully that we'll be okay and enough and that that we can just keep shape-shifting to meet the moment but it's like there's no transition because I'm just me like no matter what I'm doing but I'm not a presenting me I'm a fluid dancing with and being danced by the universe mate and so there's an effortless quality right when we say somebody's a whiz at something you know it's like they're good but there's also they're not like trying hard to do this like work hard and then you'll be like and that's what's crumbling and so I think this is the revolution is that Uranus also um has to do with um time and timing like but it's like the things that happen in an instant you know and so and I think this the revolution it's like it happens in this moment it's like being different in every moment and and we don't have to like try to work our way up to it's like we just need to learn to live this moment and when we're living the moment and speaking the story of the moment all magic quote unquote naturally happens right even like yesterday like while i was recording the podcast and i always dose with one of my essences you know during the podcast and um and, you know, beforehand, I just, I have this gigantic bag of essences and, um, you know, I walked over and I was like, oh, 
this one wants to happen. Like, of course, you know, and, um, and then I was like recording and usually I do it earlier on and I forgot and I got like toward the end and I was like, Oh, right. Like here's, you know, this, this essence, which is called, and then what happens? <laughs> and I was like, well, of course, because it is more like da, 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 here we are. And then what happens? Like, we don't know. And to be willing to tolerate the sensation Mm-hmm. Of we don't know, but actually we kind of have an idea and a sense, and this is enough. But literally, while I was recording that podcast, two essence orders came in on my computer, and both of them included that essence. Oh wow! You know, and to me, that wasn't like I made that happen, or you know, anything like that. It was just the energy of that moment was so. And then what happens? And I was noticing. And because I was conversing, you know, life is like, okay, and then what happens would be the perfect essence here. And I was like, really? And the universe is like, really? And, uh, <laughs> and, and sure enough, you know, this is the moment. And so I think it, it, this, this revolution, you know, is in how we meet life, right? And how we approach life. And, and, and then out of this place, the actions that we take and where we take them from in our beings and our capacity to really meet our own humanity and meet really the humanity of another, like not in some rigid, you know, I'm trying to be this person and politically correct. It's like to really be who we are and to really meet um, another human and other humans in a broader and like, let's from here, let's see what happens and what we do together. You know, it's not a doing to, right? It's a meeting. And to me, this is revolutionary, but it's not a revolution that you can plan. Right. And it's a revolution that does involve action, like direct action, but it's so different Mm -hmm. of where we take the action from Mm -hmm. and our availability. But every moment that we do this, we're bringing this to this earth and making this the field for this more possible and directly transmitting to others like like people can feel it, you know, like we can feel it like there, you know, we talk about the five senses or whatever and the sixth sense, you know, or it's like whatever. There's like 80 bazillion senses. (laughs) And it's like, but we usually don't trust what we know. So this, I think, is another level of the revolution and and another level of like how we have this conversation with the universe is like, it's, it's nuanced. You know, I'll say like, I hear things or see things or whatever, but it's not like the voice of the universe came down, but it's just more like, you know, you have a conversation with yourself in your own head or all the time, you know, it's kind of like that, but it's like, letting and allowing and noticing and acknowledging the subtle things rather than doubting them or requiring proof or whatever it is. And then it just becomes a more nuanced and elegant and graceful kind of a conversation, which again, I think is more the wizardry. You know, it seems so magical, but the magic is just the real magic of being alive with life. And of course, synchronicities happen all the time because we're in the same time, which is what a synchronicity is, you know? And so the story is just lining up in the moment. And the more that we live like this, the more like when I first would make the calendar and those that I worked with at first, we would be like, 
like, what are the odds? What are the odds? Because there would just be like so many crazy synchronicities. And then after a while, we just started to say, of course, of course, of course. And so then to just notice and acknowledge and welcome and marvel, you know, and revel in the story, this is revolutionary mm-hmm. in a real way. And, and from this place, we can really help bring about real change for people, not in a bullshit, you know, within the system, slow, doesn't really make a change for the people who actually needs to make change for a way, but really begin to be with and dance together with. And we don't know what that looks like yet. Yeah, I just... I love it. That's the key. And it's that simple switch to we're just going to see what happens versus this. Okay, let's all get together and plan and strategize how we're going to accomplish this and how we're going to fix it. And do You know, it's just it makes it way more fun, first of all. <laughs> and um, just. I love the idea of, so Sword in the Stone was my favorite Disney movie as a kid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the idea of like changing into any animal at any moment Mm. is what was so cool. Right. And I never thought about that. We actually completely could do that if we, not our physical bodies, obviously, but ourselves, if we are, you know, paying, We have a new language. <laughs> Noticing. It's good. It's good catching yourself because our language both invokes, you know, and evokes, but also expresses the state that we're operating from. So good catch. And we're, if we're doing that, then and we give ourselves a permission to, you know, change into a squirrel, quote yeah. unquote, this moment, yeah. what, what comes to my mind is, Merlin wasn't sad that he's no longer a bunny rabbit and now he's a squirrel. He's like, just is what he needs to be in that moment. And that's it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And here, speaking of words, because I noticed that you've used the word permission a whole lot of times. And to me, permission is symptomatic of the structures that we've been in. Oh, like, yeah. who do we need fucking permission from? Right. <laughs> to give ourselves permission. So the word permission really, to me, is a reflection of the fact that we don't think that we have permission. Right. You know? And oh. so, but to me, it's more like welcoming. Because if we're giving permission, we're still separate from ourselves. Right. Right. We're the overseer overlord and we can't change the society away from overseer overlord when we are actually the overseer overlord of ourselves, which is what we've all been trained to be, because who'd want to be the one who's being overseen? No, everybody wants to be the overseer overlord, which is the boss it around strategic campaign. Like you won't do the work, you know, if we give you good, you know, benefits, right. It's like, (laughs) no, it's all about, you know, and it's like, this keeps me safe and, you know, on and on and on and on and on. And so really, you know, ultimately permission is about the system that's yeah. crumbling, right? And, and really, to my mind, like what's happening is to continue to welcome mm-hmm. the aliveness that's naturally unfolding. 
to continue to be in conversation. And then everything you said totally applies. It's like, yeah, Merlin's not like, oh, damn, I I loved being a bunny. I can't be a bunny. (laughs) It's just like this moment I'm a bunny, like this moment I'm this. It's like the, the welcoming and the recognition. And I think this is also a really important thing is the recognition of ourselves as more than human and human. Mm-hmm. or more than human humans you know it's like so much of the social and political change approaches that we want again they're strategic but they're all focused on humanness as if humans like what our society has made humans into which isn't even human or humane in my opinion but um it's like it's all about the humans and it's like we've got to be the real humans, which is the universe living as us in the universe, to be able to really connect with each other and change the thing. Because otherwise, we're just trying to tweak a system that is inherently messed up. Right. And that we are inherently, like, we can't do, like, how can we do, like, meaningful, like, you know, racial and class and gender, you know, conversing and change when we it's like we're so messed up within our own beings. Like we can't even have a real conversation. You know what I mean? Like to such a deep degree, you know, and I think this comes back to me too for, um, because one of the things that I do with people is ancestor tracking, Mm. like, and not in some big, cool spiritual way where you get to like, you know, get something, you know, like of an identity, but more just like literally like researching your ancestors and getting to know them that because it's like we're so out of touch with with our own humanity and that we come from other people and where have those people been and what have they experienced and what's been done to them and what have they done to other people. And because this is all at the roots of us. You know, and so if we can't have a conversation with our own selves and our own ancestry, it's like we aren't even a real human being. Right. Honestly, mm-hmm. we're not. Right. And I've really, you know, and just, you know, one of the things that I've been doing in, in uh, with ancestor tracking in particular, and, you know, and I've also just been looking at, you know, I live in California the, on the lands of peoples, you know, that are not my ancestors and my ancestors came and took the lands of peoples. And, and um, I don't know that any of my ancestors had slaves, but they participated, you know, in a nation, you know, mm-hmm. there's slavery and it's like, you know, and, and it's like to, to just be willing, like, I'm just having a conversation with myself about this, you know, of like, this is true. And how do I address this? And some people are like, you know, to the land tax, you know, to give, you know, money to the tribal peoples whose lands that we've taken and which is something worth considering. But one of the things that I've started to do is like, I was like, I just feel called to, um, to give something more of myself than money. And so one of the things that I've started to do is to, to gift in some way um, my ancestor tracking to people of color, 
and indigenous people, um, you know, slowly and bit by bit, but to learn how to do research of these peoples, because, you know, there are different records and approaches and, um, and it's been very powerful and real and it's slow, but it's like, it's a real conversation, right? Between me and this person and their ancestors and my ancestors. And, and so again, it's all for me, this conversation with the universe. And so these steps, and this is just even in the last few months. Um, and I even worked with some people that I know who are, are the descendants of people who were in the slave trade. And I was like, what if you helped fund and I matched and we gave this gift to a person who's enslaved, you know, whose ancestors were enslaved. Like, just like, it's not even about the amount of money, but it's about like engaging in a real way as humans, you know, with something. And so this is where this conversation has brought me. And it's just, it's very early on, you know, but it's really, um, I feel like this is part of the revolution. You know, is to learn to be a real human and connect with other real humans around our humanness as a way of beginning to approach becoming more human and of approach some way of living together on this earth at this time in the universe in a way that's actually is more real and human. I love it. And uh, I think we've all noticed the history of our country and what you're doing actively acknowledges it in a very personal, real, real way. I, I just love that. It's a beginning and it feels trippy and amazing and powerful and real. You know, it's like, okay. Like my ancestors were the first people in that place quote unquote, which means right. they were the ones who took land. So I was like, okay, who are the peoples of that land that was taken at that time? Because peoples had already gotten like pushed and moved around and right. And it's like, okay, so, you know, and then like somebody will show up in my life, you know, who's a descendant of those peoples. And it's like, uh, there's another person I'm just getting, I, even this morning, I was like, okay, I think it's time to approach this person and maybe this person, you know, to, to offer this. And so it's like, but to do it from the conversation, not from trying to fix something or appease some guilt or making myself feel better or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it just feels more respectful of myself and another person and life to, to be in this conversation in a slow, real way. Oh, I really appreciate that. It's something, you know, we all hope to figure out our ways to, you know, acknowledge and I'm going to just keep using the words. It's so helpful to have that language to say, um, notice and acknowledge our actual reality and then do things with it. And, you know, it's almost like there's not much more you can ask for and whatever it is you find takes you in these beautiful places. And Mm -hmm. it's just this beautiful weaving the story that, that comes out. And, um, I can't wait to see, you know, continue hearing about, about this, that, that you're embarking upon. Mm -hmm. I think we should wrap up. And I, I think this is a perfect 
point to ask you how people can get in touch, um, listen to your podcast. I feel like I want to tell everybody there's so much more you can hear from, you know, the universe as uh, Stargazer Lee is, is <laughs> helping to share with us. Um, and maybe you can just tell us how we can find it. Yeah, probably the best way is just go to stargazerlee.com and I spell Lee L-I, so it's stargazerli.com. And um, so under like the blog and podcasts, um, you can see the blog. Basically, I send out like weekly-ish um, cosmic updates. So there's places on my website where you can just sign up for those emails. And so that's kind of a written version, you know, a week at a glance of, of what's up in the sky and astrologically and the themes of the calendar and the energetic unfolding. Um, and then my podcast is really just there on my website. I started this like way before podcasts were a thing. So I'm not in the official podcast places. I, I imagined that I would be this uh, winter into spring, but you know, other things have occurred. So um, again, not attached, but um, so, so my web place is uh, web website is definitely the place to go for that. Um, ancestor tracking sessions um, as well as other kinds of sessions um, can be found. There's like a book, a session um, uh, place and also in the shop on my website. And uh, I do really um, powerful deep dive kind of sessions with people um, where we're basically having this conversation with you, you know, and your life and what's unfolding and the stories that the calendar and, and stars um, tell. And, and I also do some ongoing conversations with people around that. And I've been, I've been doing a lot of this lately because it's such a powerful deep time and it's really not like a reading. That's why I don't call it a reading. You know, it's really uh, an experience of ourselves, like in a new way, like this coming in, like we were saying, it's like, once we experience this, we will have always experienced this and know this as who we are. And then it's just learning to choose this right again and again. And um, so, so that's another thing that I offer along with the ancestor tracking sessions, which I love to do and uh, where we build the tree, we build your family tree and you get to know your ancestors and you can like vibe, like each line of your family, like you can feel now, like, and what they were like and get to know the details of their life and follow that back and come to know ourselves, like what we're made of. Physically, we're actually made of them. We're actually literally you know, made of them. It's amazing we don't all know all of these stories, and that's okay. Now we can learn them. Exactly. And I also want to say, you know, my approach is really like researching and getting to know. And it's not about... Um, you know, it's not about like literally made of them and then all the traumas and dramas. Like, I mean, those are there, but, and it's not about like healing or fixing them. Again, it's like my approach is more like, let's just get to know them. Like who the hell are we? We think we're going to like fix it just because we want to be fixed. That's a part of the old system. And it's like to just get to know them and say hello and not take on their anything more, but just to really say hello and recognize that we are ancestor to actually become ancestor beings mm. really powerful. So, so I hope to be dancing with you in, uh, in any of these ways um, in the time to come. Oh, thank you so much. It's just been such a pleasure to talk. I'm going to have to sit and percolate for a while and, and enjoy my new, my new words. 
Thank you so much for those. You're welcome. Yeah, it's great. This has been a pleasure.